Hello everyone, this is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater, welcoming you to this special preview of Monocyte, launching March 24th. Both a parody of and homage to classic series such as Star Trek, Buck Rogers, and Space 1999, Monocyte tells the stories of the intrepid crew of the GMC, Galactic Medical Cruiser, Monocyte, as they travel the universe doing good and aiding the needy. Except their captain is narcissistic, ignorant, overly confident, and just possibly clinically depressed. Touching on topics such as toxic masculinity, colonization, and mental health, Monocyte will have you laughing even while you think. What follows is an interview with the director of Monocyte, Natividad Salgado, talking about her love of science fiction, space, and how chat windows have changed her life as a director. We hope you enjoy. So, first thing, what drew you to this particular project? I love the content. Um, it, the, the setting of it, of course, was, it was the initial um, pull. I saw it was set in space on a cruiser, and I am a huge space nerd. I love all things that have to do with space. So that immediately took my attention. And then, of course, as I read more about the blurbs at the time for the scripts, of course, because there wasn't any scripts yet, um, uh, I really liked the themes that were being presented. It, it, and, and to know that this was supposed to be a parody uh, kind of style humorous uh series but still have these really you know heavy topics that they're addressing was really nice for me I, I I get drawn to a lot of like dark comedy a lot of um more so the drama that has that comic relief uh, for mm -hmm. me that that feels very um swallowable to audiences when um you can address these serious mm -hmm. topics but still have uh, a a a breather in there, you know, with the, with the laughter and the funny jokes that are written in and whatnot. And that to me is, is exciting. I don't, I don't like to bring people into an experience where they can't have times where they can, um, you know, take their, their moment for themselves to really re-engage themselves again, if it's a little bit too much, a little bit too much of a raw topic to be exposed to. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I love, finding the humor in the dark so that's yes. excellent yes. Mm -hmm. um is this the first audio drama that you've directed and if so what are the differences between this and directing a live performance yes this is my first audio drama that i have directed um i have worked on films before and i have worked in theater before and never done just sound so the big difference for me is the lack of visual yeah, I'm, I'm such a big um, visual person. I, I like to have like when I'm doing my my preparation work before we even get into meetings discussing, you know, with designers or anything like that, or even into the auditions, my time is spent making, you know, visual boards, <laughs> Pinterest <laughs> boards of what I want the space to look like and, and the atmosphere right. and all that. So this time around, it was really interesting for me to say, okay, how do I how do I transfer that to sound? How am I, how do I make that focus um, come from sound and not, you know, something visual uh, first? 
so, so that was a huge difference for me. And then the other difference too, was working virtually this time around. Um, it, it, it's, it's very different. Uh, I, I almost felt like at points throughout, I found myself saying, wow, we actually get a lot more done in the amount of time we have, because I feel like we jump into the, you know, the zoom rooms or the, you know, whatever virtual method we're using and we're getting right down to work. Whereas I feel like there's a lot more of, um, you know, when you're getting into a space <laughs> to rehearse, there's, there's more time that goes into setting up and, and rearranging, you know, your props and your mm -hmm. furniture and all that. So um, I also found that to be quite different um, in that sense where I was just amazed by how much more can get accomplished um, in one sitting, uh, for, for a rehearsal. Yeah. Excellent. That, that, you know, I'd never, I'd never thought about that, but it's because, because you can't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, you don't have actors sitting off in the back of the back of the room right. having conversations and then it'd be like, okay, guys, we need to come back to the, is a right. They're right there in zoom looking at the camera. No <laughs> <laughs> you can't, just... <laughs> that's it. That's it. Virtual theater. You cannot escape. There's, in, there's a, there's a t-shirt. Yes, um, exactly. Uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, okay. This, you, you may have just answered all of it. Question three, but I'll, I'll ask you anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what challenges did this project, especially since we're doing it during the pandemic have for you? Sure. Um, well, yeah, the, I would say the, the, the new method of rehearsing, um, I, and not so much a challenge because I, you know, honestly, we're, we're, you know, I, I work virtually now and, and that's, you know, a lot of people's new mm -hmm. way of working. So that part wasn't so, um, challenging for me, but I think, um, I, I, f I felt it very much at our first rehearsal because, you know, I like to walk into a, a room and we've got, you know, the tables set up and there's this um, energy that comes from that. And then being able to do things like rounding with each other and doing exercises that I, that I like to, to start off with. So that was a challenge for me to, to really reframe the way that I structure a rehearsal. Um, and, and then the other challenges, I think, were more so about um, switching the way that I would typically um, give adjustments to the performers. Um, so the what was really nice was maximizing the you know chat windows, right? Um, because uh, right then and there, if we only had so much time, it was nice for me to just type up my adjustments, which I would do anyway. Um, and then uh, to then give it out to the performer right away. Um, mm -hmm. And and then I felt like I could just, there wasn't time taken up with that. Mm -hmm. Normally you have to set out so much time to give these adjustments after you've done the work, right? But mm -hmm. this time around, I was giving it in the moment in the chat box so I, we could move on and just, again, maximize our time. Um, right. So that that was interesting for me. It was different because there were times where I wish I had um, a bit more time to peel things apart a bit more, just to gain more, um, make sure that everybody was still on the same page as far as the intents we were going for. Mm -hmm. um, but um, 
I found that, you know, once we went back and redid things, then a lot of that was already addressed anyway. So it wasn't too bad. <laughs> I now I now picture you going back to doing live theater, just standing on the side while people are doing it, just yelling <laughs> notes at them while they're doing it. And then, and then being like, keep going, keep going. Keep going. It's fine. Don't ignore me. It's just, I think that'd be hilarious. Um, uh, well, okay. So. I know this is your first, the first audio drama you've directed, but, but what, what kind of, what, what draws you towards telling stories in an audio only format? What, what about it do you like? Um, for one thing, I feel like this format is a lot more accessible than, uh, what we're used to with, um, stage, uh, because, uh, in this sense, we're capturing a lot, a lot larger of an audience, um, and that's really exciting to me because I'm always, I've always been the kind of um, artist um, since I was, you know, I've been doing theater since I was like 13, mm. and the arts have always been um, of a service to like my mother who was single and needed a place for me to be. Um, but I was privileged in the sense that I was in a. a district uh school district that supported the arts so i grew up getting exposed to the arts and then i went to a really good college and i found out that my experience was not like everybody else's um and that really bothered me i i want everyone to be able to have that experience um without having to feel like it's not um a place for them or uh, you know something that they can afford whereas with you know, these podcasts, um, you know, if you can get to, you know, um, whatever the major sites are, right. And, and mm-hmm. if you, you know, go to a library to get it, or if you have your own source of um, your phone or your computer, whatever it may be that you can listen to podcasts on, then you have more of an ability to access that kind of um, cultural experience without having to um, basically cough up a ticket price. Right. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is significantly cheaper to yeah. to, to to consume. Yeah, um, um, and then the other thing is too. I feel like it offers something to um, uh, some groups that um, do not th- that that aren't as able to experience a live production mm-hmm. uh, in front of them, right? And and so in some senses too, this is also is providing access to some that are marginalized in that respect. Um, so besides this podcast, which is of course your favorite podcast, I have no doubt. Um, (laughs) If, if you could, if you could guest star on any podcast, what would it be? My favorite murder. (laughs) I want to be their best friend. I want to, I want to just sit in their living room where they record and talk about true crime all day. And and then make jokes about it because it's you know again that's it's that yeah. thing that I appeal to it's that dark material but there's mm-hmm. comic relief. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, I, I, th- I would love to be on with Karen and Georgia if you're, if you're listening. I, My I name think... is Maggie Dad Salgado, <laughs> and I'm your biggest fan. I think I think Jess I think Jess might fight you for that. Um, <laughs> you want. This may not, I may cut this out of the interview, but I need to tell you, I need to tell you this just because you are yes. such a fan. She wrote to them. Oh. She, be, 
because they run a network. Oh, do they now? They 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 run a podcast network. Oh, now. yeah, because they're and so, so big now. Yes, yes. And so she literally wrote to them saying, "We have these series that we think would be that. awesome." And I'm like, "You seriously wrote to the my favorite murder women <laughs> for this for is our right up their alley." I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. This is this is exactly the same <laughs> type of thing they do. Um. I'm like, all right, sure. Surprise mm-hmm. now, um, surprisingly, we have not heard back. But uh right. but she did she did that. She's like, I'm gonna do this to hell with it. I'm like, go for it. It never uh, hurts to ask. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, so excellent. Uh and and then then the last and most important of of, of all of them. If space exploration was accessible to everyday people, would you go? The way that things had been up until our new president got elected, I mean, um, got to go into the White House, not elected. Um, I, yeah, I feel like um, we need to find other places to be that because our planet if we don't do something now, um, you know, within my my own son's lifetime, something mm. will happen. And so, yeah, I I've, I'm always looking um, at it as a, a a thing of a backup plan. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like where else can we go? Should um, you know the waters rise and and uh, sink everything underneath? And um, and for me, it's also exciting um, in a sense of I've always wanted to. I've always liked meeting other people from different backgrounds and seeing different places of the world. Um, and obviously I haven't seen all of them yet, but there's mm-hmm. something really exciting about knowing that there's a lot more, that it never ends. That there's is so much true. more you can find. Awesome. That is, that is true. And yeah. so, so once, <laughs> so once they start, they start, uh, once Southwest Airlines goes into the space business. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm not going to do like the, the Southwest Spirit Airlines version of it. Um, I definitely. You, you, you won't have to, you won't have to pay for extra baggage. Um, True. And, 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 and honestly, that's, that's always my, that's always my uh, deciding factor when it comes to airlines. Cause I got a lot of baggage. Right. right. But, but, and now we're, and now we're back to 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 to, to mental illness and mental yes, health, yes. which is what this is all I about. Bring it all back to. <laughs> That's right, and we're yes. and we're back. Yeah. Um, well, that was everything that I had uh, for you. I want to thank you once again for uh, not only doing this um, interview with us, but also taking this. Uh, I mean, for somebody who's this is the first time doing audio drama, you certainly said yes to the most massive project <laughs> that we had available to to do uh, yeah. the longest. And I think without a doubt, the most uh, the, the, the one that's tackling the most stuff all at once. Sure. Yeah. All so. Oh, man. So I, I, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for 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 coming in and doing that and giving us uh, your time and your talent well thank you i am so excited i love the opportunity um and 
of course, um, with how wonderful uh, the writing is, and um, and then obviously my my past projects with eclectic. I always have a good time working on on things with eclectic. So, um, it's it's just a wonderful opportunity. I, I think everyone all around. Thanks for listening to this special preview episode of Monocyte, launching March 24th. If you like what you hear and want to support this podcast, you can do so at redcircle.com slash shows slash monocyte, where you can make a direct donation. Become part of the crew by going to patreon.com slash EFCT, where for a monthly pledge, you can get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content and some merchandise that is out of this world. (laughs) Wary of commitment? That's all right, we understand. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash EFCT and make a one-time donation. To help keep us caffeinated enough to pull those all-nighters getting ready for launch on March 24th. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts. Bloody Bay, Clusterfuck, Deep Shadows, The Half Hour Audio Hour, and Throwing Shade. Thanks very much for listening. We hope to see you again soon.